to get three points. Three for me and two for them. Respect, respect. We know if we got three points today, we'd win the league and that's what we've done. What's up, lads? Welcome back to episode number six of the Three Points Podcast. I'm here with the with the usuals again. Heiner, how are you? All good, how's things? Not too bad, not too bad. Simesy? Uh, been better, but sure, look. It is a rough week for a Hammer fan. But, like... We move on. Roughly for United fans, uh, to be fair. So, we left off with uh, London Derby. Took us Chelsea taking on Mourinho's Spurs. I think we all, we all said Chelsea win, really, didn't we? Mm-hmm. I think we thought it would be yeah. more than just a, a pen auto. thought they could have racked up a few more than that. Like. It was pretty much well, as we kind of expected, Chelsea dominating, but... Uh... Had a panel like they never really look too threatening. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like it, they dominated the ball, but that was really all they dominated. Like there was no like when they're going forward, there's nothing about them. Everything was just lethargic and across the pitch. Like they'd one or two chances, that was it. Like it's kind of been a thing with him though. In the first couple of games, I haven't really seen them create much. Like, even their other game against Sheffield, again, it was another penalty. And the Mount's chance was well taken, to be fair. But there wasn't many chances for them winning that. I think he's finding it tough. Tough to get the goals, even though he has been winning games, but has been through pens assigned, he said. But it'll be interesting to see how, he, how Chelsea progress. Mm, that's been the one thing that's almost frustrating me now in the past week. That just kind of sideways pass and... No killer ball, no like attempt to go forward and break your defense. It's it's a bit boring to watch. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know he's he's unbeaten ever since he's came in, but if I was a Chelsea fan, like, it's just shit to watch for for how much money they've spent and all that. You know, we had it at United. Like, obviously, Van Hal, like yeah. people like Van Hal because he the personality kind of and the like he was a character, but like. He like he got sacked on the back of winning an FA Cup purely because the football wasn't exciting enough. Now the one thing I'd say for Chelsea is I'd like as a Chelsea fan to see that the managers come in and uh, like really stamp his like style on the team straight away. Like you know what way they're going to play now, kind of thing. Like I know Conte did it, but they haven't really had that since, kind of thing. Uh, like Frank was very much. Like they didn't have a defined style of yeah. play kind of thing. Whereas at least Tucker knows what way he wants to play. You can see, okay, he's given players chances. But he kind of has an idea of who he likes, who he doesn't like, uh, who he wants to play, how he wants them to play. So as a Chelsea fan, I take encouragement from that. I just hope it gets a bit more entertaining. I think even more just from a neutral standpoint, like when you think of watching Chelsea in the past and watching Chelsea over the past few years, it's always, I mean, you're, you know, it's going to be exciting no matter what's happening with them. And they've always had quality players. So, I mean, you can only hope that he can keep up that it's good to watch. It's the only hope. I know at Lampard, it was probably better to watch because it was a bit more comical, but um, from a neutral standpoint, I hope the football is exciting. Everything coming from Chelsea suggests that, like, Ramovich has always wanted that, like, ticky-tacka, Pep Guardiola kind of passing game, so. 
but true Chelsea's yeah. like look back at their previous managers like they're all defensive heavy like yeah. Conte yeah, no, when he won five back we know Mourinho builds off defense oh, I know I'm not saying they've they been like that but like from what I've heard from like reporters around the club they've always said Abramovich's dream is to have Chelsea playing like own his club to play that way kind of thing Hoyner's got inside yeah. sources in Chelsea that's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all I'm saying. He was saying that last week about someone else that he's, he's hearing big things around the <laughs> around the club and all. Like, I don't know where he's getting it. He can't, he can't reveal the sources. Come on. You know well, what happens if you reveal the sources? Is game over, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how he gets this, this, this depth of intelligence. He just has those inside sources. Uh, move on to Saturday's games. Uh, Arsenal lost again. Villa did the double over them. Uh, Villa scored two minutes in and sat back for the whole game. <laughs> and Arsenal just couldn't break them down. Arsenal, loads teams doing double over Arsenal. Wolves did the double. Villa doing the double. Yeah. I mean, Villa got their goal there and just sat back. It was a defensive masterclass from Dean Smith's men, to be fair. like Arsenal never yeah, but- really had a I can't remember, maybe Odegaard when it got pulled back and he mm. lays it over the bar, but they never had a proper dead sir chance. Like, they only, um, no, but like, did go on, sorry, go on, sorry. I was just gonna say, I remember the other when the stats come back to the end, they only had three shots on target the whole game, even though they dominated it. Like, they never had a proper clear created a clear cut chance to get that goal back. Again, it was just yeah, like lethargic yeah. from Arsenal. Here's the confusing part for me. They've sent out Ainsley Maitland-Niles, 23 on loan, and Joe Willock, who's 21 on loan, who can't... I just don't get why you don't sell them. Take 25 mil for them, 20 mil. Because if I, you look at the Arsenal team down, like Smith Rowe, all them breaking into the team, soccer, like the medium, that's like, this is the worst team Arsenal have had since God, I don't even know how long. In my life, I'm not going to Mm. Uh, and they're on course for the worst finish. And if you can't make it a 22 23, like just get rid of the need to just get rid of the deadwood right off the next two years or so and completely rebuild the club. To be fair, they have been doing that. Like, they have in got, January, rid of a they got rid of Mustafi, Kalazanic, uh, Socrates, and Ozil. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah. they're three players that needed, well, four players that needed to be gone. He's got them out in January, to be fair. Like, it's going to take, as you said, only two or three years. But I thought Arteta's subs on the weekend were just atrocious. Like, he had one set, he had about five left wingers on the pitch. Like, I don't know what he was doing when he was bringing on Willian, and Willian nearly was just passing it to them. Like, as Troop says, Willian's against them. Like, or as you always say, Heiner, <laughs> he's, playing, he's playing against them. Yeah, no, like, the problem for me with Arsenal is I think they're so they've so struggled uh into financially. I'm not sure I can see them getting back there in the next few years. When you look at the investments that are gonna be made from clubs around like City is just signed back to the contract and I know like they're probably gonna win the league. But there's more back and coming for him so he can try to win the Champions League. Liverpool are obviously gonna go heavy in the market. You know they're gonna need to go heavy, Chelsea are back too, but like I don't think they have the funds to be honest. Get back to where they, their fans hope them to get back to. They only just paid off the Emirates debt there a couple of years ago. Or are they still paying some of it off? Like the remember the money they took out for that? Like 
It's crazy yeah, money. Okay. And Wenger, Wenger was gone on for years. I can't sign anyone. I have no money. Like, well, look at the, the funds for party. Like, that was literally bottom of the barrel scraping everything you have for one player, if you get me. Well, the, then, the, the Pepe deal is in mad installments as well. Yeah, it's in installments. Yeah, like. yeah. They're still paying that off. Like, you know. yeah. it, they're at a situation where they need to buy players, big name players, but every single one of them needs it to work out for them because they can't afford to have another Pepe. I mean, yeah. where, so some Arsenal fans will say, oh, you give them time. Like, 72 million, you, you can't, you don't have time. Like, you didn't want to through a season. Like, second, I think, is it? Yeah, second. Yeah. Yeah, but like, you don't have that time for 72 million. Like, you know, we, you're not buying I think time everyone for knows. 72 million for the future. Yeah, I think everyone knows that he's just not a 72 million player, though. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's just come to terms with now. So now, like, like, you can't keep banging on he's 72 million. Like, he's going to have to deliver for them. He's not, he's, he's in recent, he's been playing better, but. I do agree the financial power has never really been there for Arsenal. So they they are going to lose significant ground unless but to be fair they do like Saka is going to develop into a into a superstar. Smith Rowe will develop into a better player. Like they do have good youth coming through that could maybe bridge the gap without having to buy in big players but they do need to sign a lot of players. But they need to sell the boy. And I agree with Hoyner in that Maitland is just what 23 now, and if he he they say he can play right back, left back, centre mid, right mid. I mean, if he can't break into that team, that's playing Bellerin on one side of the fullbacks and Cedric on the other. You know what I mean? Why not just? Yeah, sell that's him? my point. Like if they're just planning on Arsenal him. getting better, yeah. Like, 20, like it's not as if he's eight, if he's eighteen and to put him out now to West Ham, like oh, fair enough. Like, that's a, that's a good come yeah, in at nineteen, yeah. but like. He's going to come back at 24 years of age, having still not broken into the worst Arsenal team of our lifetime. Yeah, just so looking to improve. Get your get your 20 25 million, like you said, and sell yeah, them, exactly. sell a few yeah. of them, and invest in a player that's actually going to immediately help your team. Like, often you see people as well buying young players. One club that did it differently this year were Everton. When they went out and bought Decore, Allen, and Hamas, who are all like in their prime years, like Allen just turned thirty, yet they spent thirty million on him somewhere. I know See, he's Arsenal. been injured. I know he's been injured as of late, but that's worked for them. Arsenal need a sign that's just going to come in. I know it's probably they're probably going to take two years, but they need to get a player who is either coming into or in their prime that's going to give them a huge boost. Because I don't know where they're gonna get it from otherwise. They've tried that though. So like look at who they've look who they signed from Chelsea alone. Like they've tried so hard mm. to bring in these players like that have come towards the peak years, the twenty nine thirties, and they haven't worked at all. But then again, when you're saying I do agree they, they do need to sign more proven ready players, but when you're trying to sign these players head into their prime years, it's not gonna be cheap. By any means, it's it's not. Like they've done it with parody. That's the problem. Parody, I think, like twenty nine thirty, and that cost them fifty million. Hoyer said, like they were checking under the couches for any any last bit of change to yeah. get him. Arsenal fans don't like to hear this, right? But in my opinion, the only way for the club to get back competing for titles is hope Saka becomes like Jack Grealish and sell him on for major money. And then you can invest that money into the team. No, I think they'll stick with Saka, to be honest. I don't think no, they're not that bad. Uh, 
They're not. I don't think they're in bad financial problems. It's we're talking about Arsenal. Like I'm not about competing for Premier League titles here. Yeah, no, but no, what I was going to say is not about financial. I was going to say, I don't think you're in that bad of a state as we are picturing them out to be. Their start of the season was terrible. I get that they had a horrible start, but then realistically, take that Wolves, forget about the Wolves game. They went on like a six six game win streak, five game win streak. If David Luiz doesn't get sent in that game, they 100% win that game and the, moment, the momentum continues. That game killed their momentum completely. And you know, this league especially, it's kind of sort of like a championship league. And now in the championship, when a team just starts getting a run of games going and mm. they just start bombing up the league and no one's really paying attention, the Premier League this year is kind of like that. People are just going on these runs. You know, I went on a 14-game run. City are on whatever game run they're on now. And once you find that bit of momentum within a league, you can just keep going up, going up, going up, where the Wolves game killed them. So, like, I don't think... If David Leeson gets sent off, we're not talking about Arsenal in this light. We're talking about them in a completely different light. No, how many I... times have we said that, though? Like, how many times since since they've been a top four club, since they haven't started, since they've stopped winning league titles, how many times have we gone, yeah, if this didn't happen to Arsenal, they'd have been up there, or if this didn't happen or that, or at some stage, you have to take, you have to start taking ownership of like results on the pitch, like going out and saying there's a conspiracy theory against their club by the referees, and we just see by you checks like card, the Premier League referees are just <laughs> They're shit. just awful in general. The thing that you sort of think that we're kind of overplaying it and how bad a state they are, but like you're forgetting, like this is Arsenal. Like imagine you said to someone ten yeah, years absolutely. ago that this is the Arsenal now, they would have laughed at you. You know what I mean? Said there's no chance Arsenal are going to turn into like that, but they are. Like but ten years ago, this has been a so long. Like, ten years ago, Arsenal were getting fourth spot. And that was seen as terrible. Spot. But that was seen and, as poor for them. But now it's gone, yeah. That's yeah. gone for poor. And now it's gone down. And now it's, they're like, a, like when was last time they in the Champions League? Oh, oh three, five four years? Five years ago, say. Three, yeah. four, five, something like that. But they, when, when they used to finish fourth, it used to be the running joke that they could only finish fourth and they couldn't get higher. And it'd snap your hand off to take fourth position. Like, the fact that we're yeah, talking about uh, Arsenal dropping down that far... Like, it's Arsenal. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think it's... No, I agree that the, the decline's been huge, but on the flip side, you're asking you know, United fans, you, United fans just snap your hand off for top four as well. We and would. we have been saying that 10 years ago, we dominated the league for however long. I wouldn't. I think snap United are turning... United are turning the corner. We're, we're, go- we're going in the right direction, 100%, as well as that. Every team, every, like, 10 years ago, there was a dead cert top four. Like you could comfortably no, say before the season started. No, but you can't you pick compare, the top four. The season now is way more competitive than Arsenal. You can't compare United. For no, sure, there's saying. been a big debate here last week whether you wanted to manage sacked because we got knocked out of the Champions League group stages and we're sitting in second place in the league table and we're not going to win the title. Yeah, you know, either level like the mentality, the mentality yeah. of what I'm saying. Like Especially imagine, imagine United, like imagine United were down to sixteenth. At any stage through the season, like the manager be gone like that. Yeah, yeah, no, they would be, they would definitely be gone. Yeah, but there is a difference now between. If you look at both teams ten years ago, and if you said to them now, in ten years you will be where you are, everyone would have laughed. Like everyone would have laughed at both teams. United fans would be like, no way would we just be contending for top four or Arsenal being the in the predicament they're in now. What I'm saying is that this season. 
this season is a freak season and there's way more competitive teams around it. As I said in previous years, you can you can nearly dead sir tell who the top four would be. Or the top six. I don't know if the league's gone like that anymore. But now no, but honest. now everyone in the top ten, no top, everyone top eight around top ten are throwing their name in a hat for top six or something or top four, top four sort of thing. Like you don't know who it's who it's gonna be like. Well, that you see, that's where the money comes. A lot of people have given out saying, and I'm 100% wholeheartedly against the whole Super League, whatever rubbish that is. Yeah. But mm-hmm. when you look at the Premier League money, what a club like Leicester has done with that, like the money the Premier League has, has allowed a club like Leicester, and this is where United and especially Arsenal and Spurs have found their grievances at, is Arsenal were forward every year, even when they had no money because they were Arsenal. They were just such a, they're a way bigger club than all the other teams. They had the pullback and they also had the money over the smaller teams. Like 10 years ago, Jack Beatles would be sold for 25 mil because Villa would be desperate for cash. Now Villa can go, well, no, we don't need to sell them, give us 100 million. Yeah, the money, the money in the Premier League has completely changed. It's not even just the greatest, like I know you, you pinpoint the greatest situation example, but there's players at so many clubs. Sure, the league. Yeah. Look at Brighton demanding fifty million for Lewis Dunk. The money has We don't need to sell them. She so said, "Right, give us eight yeah. hundred million. We don't yeah, need to exactly. sell them, so give us it." Yeah. You know, it's it's happened that it's happening at every club, sure, the league, where if if a team has stayed up for one season, that's grand. Right, we don't need the money for players now, so. Give us these I, think it's a, I think it's a positive improvement to be honest. It's, it's good for it it's good for the smaller teams. More, yeah. yeah, it makes it a much more entertaining watch. The league, the league like, is more entertaining with more teams challenging. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And there's the quality of the league is improved. Also, scout and all that has obviously made a big impact as well. Like, but like the players like Fafana coming over that we wouldn't have heard of from like fans or whatever. But speaking I mean, of yeah. the quality of the league. Uh, team who's lacked a bit of quality this season are Liverpool and we have a question here going to this week saying why weren't City getting as much stick last season than Liverpool are this season considering they're defending champions and fell off the way they did obviously Liverpool got a, getting a lot of stick recently I presume you saw the Roy Keane rant at the weekend yeah I think Roy Keane was spot on to be honest Oh, you agree? I look at like Andy Robertson yeah. and them, and I think they think they're the greatest fucking team from sliced bread. They won one league title. And like the one thing I keep hearing Liverpool fans saying is, "Oh, but we got ninety something points the year before." Like they don't, as working said, they don't give out medals saying how many points you got on the back. They just mm-hmm. give out the medal if you won the league or not. Uh, I just don't think. I think Liverpool have, like Keane said, bought into their own hype, and then they've used the excuses. And look, it's a bad time to be having a go at him, obviously, with the horrible news about his man yeah. not being able to go. But Klopp's gone on, spent his time moaning, obviously. I'm not sure if that's been honest. I'm not sure if she's had an illness or whatever. And maybe I'm doing the man a service. Like, maybe he's had that. Oh, his head. Like, I don't know, his yeah. man was sick or whatever, and it was just all piling in him. But, like, he took it. The head off the reporter there. I'm sure you saw the video yeah. for saying it was 13 points when it was 10 with a game in hand or whatever. Like, just his attitude is so wrong, and he's blaming everyone else. It's the same with all the Liverpool players. Uh, I just don't understand 
how they can defend the team at the moment and say they have been good champions just because of an injury or two. Well, yeah, like you said, obviously we don't know the full story of Klopp. Um, we don't know what's been over his head, but the thing that um, irked me was Liverpool fans, I saw it all over Twitter, um, I saw a few Irish Liverpool fans as well, um, sharing stuff and likes of people going at Roy Keane for saying it. And people saying that Roy Keane's in no position to say it. Roy Keane won seven league titles. Four of them were off being defending champions. He captained yeah, exactly. Manchester United to, what, 13 major trophies? If there's any person or players in a position to know what it's like to be good or bad champions, he's your prime candidate. Like, oh, I, don't, I just don't understand. Under- yeah, I don't understand how you can say Roy Keane doesn't know what he's on about. The man has done it all time and time again. If there's any player who is disqualified to speak yeah. on it, it's him. And I agree with him. I, I know, obviously, they have had injuries. And it is very, very tough, yes, when you lose your center half, who's the best center half in the world. But the way they've gone on about it and the way they've carried themselves off the pitch and then translated that to on the pitch stuff hasn't really impressed me this season. Whereas with City, City didn't buy into this as much as Liverpool did in terms of off-the-pitch stuff. You didn't hear all this stuff about City off-the-pitch. I know Liverpool are a bigger driving force in terms of media and conversation. There's always and will be more talk about Liverpool than City in terms of club size. So the spotlight is more on them. But even if you look at the way City carried himself from the start last season right, we're just going to go and try and win again. Whereas you look at Liverpool this season, it's kind of still in the heads. Oh, we're champions. We're the best in the world. You know? The thing that I think makes a difference is Liverpool have brought the attention on themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. If Klopp, like it all goes back to the day he had the argument or after the Brighton game, Andy Robertson gave away the penalty and starts moaning about the early kickoff. And then everyone's whipping up the stats and like everyone plays the same amount of free kickoff. So what's his point? And then all of a sudden people are going, oh, Jay's something's going on there. Liverpool, they're not very happy. And then things just kept piling up and piling up. And I just think they've brought all the attention on themselves. Whereas I think City kind of went about it last season. And now it also helps the fact that Liverpool have been shy for about 30 years and finally won something. Mm. And like that took all the headlines, obviously. Well, like, like, like I said, like Liverpool are always going to be in the media spotlight, so it's how you deal with that. And obviously, like you said, thirty years without a title, it's going to be huge for a club that size. It's going to be huge in the media, and it's all about how you kind of go with it. And I don't think they've really pushed that last season aside. They're still thinking about it and talking about it. Like, get on with it. It's the here and now. You've got to go and do it again. Like people have thing, forgot uh, that they've gone and won that. Yeah, the thing with Liverpool, like everyone knows the injury crisis and whatever, but the excuses are a joke. And look at their on-field performances; they're a shell of the team. They've got the UFC Liverpool. The press would be outrageous. The intensity. You don't see that now. You just—they're not even pressing. Like against City, how many times did City just have the have the ball in the back four? Sideways, sideways, no pressure on them. Just have it their own way, sort of thing. It's a, it's a different, it's a completely yeah, different no, team. Completely different team. Yeah, the, mm. the intensity that they play. Yeah, forget who's playing. It's gone. Like, forget personnel. Yeah. It, 
the 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 founding the the foundations of that team and how they play is they're not doing a week in week out and to be fair to City this season I don't think City I don't think City are in the position due to them playing um, in like incredible football and brushing teams aside I think people around them have been poor letting them create the gap but uh, I was looking at the team that play against Liverpool and we talked about Guardiola last week mm. saying how me and Hunter think he's a, a great manager or whatever and you were like Sandy I don't know you're unsure of him but look yeah. at that back four you say he's a checkbook manager John Stones he bought him John Stones a year ago people were saying people didn't care about John Stones not, didn't know where he would like where he was, what he's doing, been phenomenal this season. Zinchenko, like Zinchenko, enough even said. Like he's he's now he's been probably the best left back this year, nearly or one of them. Ruben Diaz ah. obviously big signing and he's transformed them. And then Cancelo, who was out in the cold a year ago, who couldn't get a game. You now look at that back four. If you seen that back four on paper a year ago, you'd say, yeah, I fancy that we can get a few goals here. Now this season they're a completely different team. Completely, like, that back four is solid, and that has to be down to Pep. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't I want to bring up the checkbook manager thing again, but like just on the point that defense, even still that defense cost 140, 50 million. Like I don't want to bring up the whole conversation again. I know Stones has been out in the gold, but he still was about fifty million. Cancelo was thirty million plus Danilo. Ruben Diaz was sixty million. I don't yeah, want to bring up the whole conversation the again. He's, but... he's developed the players. I think the point goes to the fact that he's developed players. The thing I was listening to him talk after the game that struck me was he was talking about uh, Foden and he was saying how much development he still needs to do. Like he was saying he had to move him. I know Foden's obviously the highlight, like uh, the headlines. He was saying how he had to move him out wide because he doesn't yet have like the the game intelligence to play centrally and pick up them pockets. Like I think that for me was why Guardiola was such a good manager is that he did the knowledge of half time to go right, you go out wide and then everything starts flowing for him and like he's changed the game by that. Now I know Allison had a big contribution to it. Um but I just think I don't know, I just think Liverpool it it raises questions for me over Klopp. Not that I think he should be sacked. Like he obviously deserves a chance to rebuild the squad. But We've always seen them managers with the press and the high-intensity stuff. And a high-intensity manager like Mourinho has a certain lifespan. They never seem to be able to keep players going for five, six years. And I just wonder, is it nearly an overhaul of that team needed at Liverpool? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say overhaul. I'd say they need... I agree with you to an, to an extent that they need to freshen up the start in 11 more. Like they need yeah. to bring in people that are gonna start, not not rotation players. Like you're seen Jota come in. Winners. Yeah, Jota came in and he came in as kind of a fringe squad player. But once he like you see him when he comes into the starting lineup, the whole dynamic change of the team because Mane and Salah were like, Okay, this fella or and for me or like this fella's gonna be taking my spot if I don't perform. I have to go again. Like he's an actual threat. Like Firmino can play however many bad games he wants. And knows a really won't start ahead of him in any big game. They are sort of way. They need to bring in they need to bring in proven starters that can make them go again to catch up to a city. But the league's done in my eyes now. I don't see anyone getting near City to be fair. Yeah, agreed. I think it's it too solid. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, they're, what, fo- they're five points clear though. with. They're five points clear with um. The game in hand. With the game in hand, so it'll be eight. No one's yeah, like, that. Well, like, never say never, but you're yeah. never saying never, but that's what I'm saying. No, I, no would, one. I would. I can't see like a team like City who have experience of winning titles. I can't see dropping off. No, I can't no. see it either. But again, you like you can never write a team off like it's the Premier League. But yeah, if there's one team you can't write not write off, it is Liverpool. To be fair, no, but Liverpool are thirteen points adrift now, effectively. Yeah, that's huge. Like if Liverpool were in United's position, I'd go okay, mate. Like United are nowhere. No, there's not a chance United are going to go the rest of the season. Oh no way! We've already bought eight it. points on thing. There's like, a chance to stay in, in the race. race. We weren't even in the race. Well, yeah. we were, but like, yeah, yeah, we were in for two weeks and we, the only thing we were saying was we're not in a race. And then we when, once we fell out of it, we were kind of like, yeah, well, we weren't in it anyway, so it's grand. Which annoyed me, obviously, and I think annoyed you as well, Ish, but like, I don't think there's a team within the striking distance of them yeah, no. to like pull them out. The only way I see them falling apart is a Diaz injury or something. Yeah. Even though they have Dave Laporte to come back in. So. Yeah, like, yeah, they do have Laporte. Like, I don't know. Like, that's what I'm saying. Crazy with the players they have. Yeah, no, it's, it's probably a right off, to be honest. Like, uh, Nathan Ake is, fro- I don't know, is he still injured or is he just frozen out and cold now? I think, I think he's just shit. Like, yeah, I know he's not great. Yeah, he's just but not good, like. I know he's not great, but the fact that when he was at Bomb, people were talking about him starting for most clubs in the Premier League. Now, does he even make their bench? Like, no, no, but that's I think just he is a hype train fair, because but... Bournemouth are playing well. I know, I know. I, I agree, it is with a hype train. He, 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 he's got to where he is because he looks like Reid Hullet. Oh. City are at the, the stage, though, where like, they're just at the stage, they probably seen Nathan Ake and a few teams were sniffing around that guy and they were literally just like, we actually have enough money just to buy him so no one else can buy him. So they just picked him up in in the purpose that no one else can sign him. Yeah. In case he turned into something good, like no, United were looking at him, and definitely a few other teams were looking at him. I think Chelsea were looking at him as well. So they probably were like, oh, like let's just not let them have him. We'll just take him. But I think I think Chelsea had like a buyback clause or something, and then as soon as the window opened, it was just confirmed he'd move to City. Like, yeah. That's one thing they do well. They get their business done very well, City. Well, it's because they've they're got always the, they've got the pulling power. No, they're always efficient and they're always under the radar. Like. Yeah, because they've they've a got the pulling power on money, huge money. B, yeah, no, you don't. You playing don't under see City. Yeah, but we. Yeah, we but you're the playing power and the money, but we we can't get deals out of the night because that's because you have a clown. Yeah, yeah, but the, you've got the pull of having Pep as manager. If you've got like if if you're given the choice if you want to play under, say. Even if you look at the top four at the moment, you're given a choice of playing under Pep, Klopp, Brennan Rogers, or Saucer. We all know who's going to be last on that list of four, you know? Like, if who you want to yeah, play Klopp. under, what system you want to play under. <laughs> yeah, but we all know what team's number one. We all know what team is number one. Yeah. Leicester. No, but that's because we have a clown. But that's the that's thing about C's, uh, like, there's no just messing about any of their deals. There's no... Seventh in attempts to sign someone, they just sign him on the first yeah. thing, and there's just no That's mess I mean. about there's it. Never, there's never a, they're in a race like X, Y, and Z. It's like it just comes out, City have signed him, like all Jays didn't even know they're interested. Uh, so for a second question for the day, the question was 
pick three from Foden, Grealish, Madison, Mount, Saka for an England squad. So we were talking about that and it got us thinking, why don't we just do the whole 23? Uh, since there's so much debate who? about England squad. Yeah. How exciting. <laughs> How exciting. Spending our, our time thinking of who England are going to bring to the Euros. That's what we do in our spare time here. Um, yeah, there is much debate over the English team because there's so many players right now at the moment. So we're going to pick... Um, are we going to do individually? Each individual, Sonny Shree? Uh, yeah. Go position yeah. position now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to do each individual 23. And then I think we're going to do... Then who you'd put in the starting 11. We're going to follow the five backs since okay seems to love us. And then we're going to turn our wild card pick. Someone who not necessarily will be on the plane to... Well, I say I was going to say plenty of country, but God knows where the Euros is going to be this summer. We still don't know if they're going to stick to the original plan or if they're going to switch it about. It's uh, all about Kenny's army and Qatar. It's all about Qatar 2022. Too right, uh, I heard they're signing you to backroom staff, Moiner. Pardon? I heard they're getting you in the backroom staff. For Stephen Kenny, yeah, I'll be normal. Good mate, Moiner. He's on the source. Yeah, yeah, so someone who not necessarily would be on the plane, but could be on a shout if they have a good second half of the season. Right, we'll start with the keepers. I'm going to hazard a guess that we have the same three keepers, unless someone has gone for a match out. Yeah, pretty well, self-explanatory. Well, I think. Yeah, so yeah. the three I have down here are Dan Henderson, Nick Pope, and Jordan Pickford. Yeah, yeah I understand. I wouldn't have Pickford in my squad, but they literally have no other keepers unless. Yeah, that's my pure I, I can't even do Ramsdale. Sam, Sam Johnson, fair, actually. Right. Sam Johnson. Forgot yeah. about him. Forgot Fossil. about him. But Pickford will be on the plane. So there's just no point. Well, Pickford's going to be starting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pickford is my first name now because he will be starting. So, yeah. To be fair to Pickford, I'd give Nick Pope the job. No, to be fair to Pickford, he's a horrible keeper. Like he's he's very bad, but in an England shirt, he has not put a foot wrong. He also suits yeah. his personality. He's a pure Oh yeah, he suits he suits personality. Him, dead right, he does. Him, Jesus. him, uh, him being the best with his feet out of the other two options hmm. is important to them. Yeah, as long as if he's playing long right balls, he's, he's, he's got two left feet. Like like you can't have Nick Powell passing the ball out. Yeah. Hendo's not too bad, but then again, actually, now what I'm saying, did he just close him down? Yeah, he can't play with his feet as well. Oh, little turn last night. Yeah, that was a heart and melt moment. So <laughs> it was nothing common about that. That. That, was, that was one of them when Randolph does it in a game. For, yeah, uh, an like Irish game. Just screaming yeah. at him. Yeah, yeah I love Randolph. That ball playing keeper in the world, like so. Yeah, well, yeah. he's not English, <laughs> so what can we do about it? Uh, moving on to the defense. Uh, since England are going to play a five back, I have, I think, eight defenders here. I've gone for... We take right back first. Um, are you going to do one position each, or do you want to rattle all yours off, or what? Well, yeah, will, I, will, I, will I go through? Well, I go yeah, yeah, go, go, yeah, go. Okay, through okay. okay. I'll do full back signs. You rattle off your full I've got my full backs. I have brought five by trade, but four. I've brought Kyle Walker, because he's going to be centre-half in a five back. 
So I've gone for by trade five with Walker, but in terms of who will be playing, I've gone for Trent Alexander Arnold. Um, I've gone Reese James, the other right back. Left back, I've gone Luke Shaw and James Justin because I think he's actually been phenomenal season and he can cover both sides of the fullback position. I don't know who you have gone for in your fullbacks, but yeah, like Al Yeah, if you want. Yeah, I've gone so for my two right backs. I have gone Trent and I've gone James Justin. Mm. Not bringing Walker. Where has he been this season? He can't be trusted. Yeah, he plays him as a centre back for his pace, but I just James Justin playing there for less than James Justin can probably do that job better than Kyle Walker. And my two other wing backs, I've gone for Luke Shaw, and I don't know if this is a bit cheating, but I've gone the Kyle Saka. I know, I knew you were going to say that for that back. position. I knew you were going to say him for there. Realistically, if they, well, they will be playing a five back, and I think if you're playing a five back, well, how much are going to dominate the ball in games? Saka is a no brainer left wing back. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's on my plane, okay. I just don't have him there. I had, I'd say Luke Shaw is a better left back than Saka. Yeah, better left back. Um, left to be honest, and left wing, and wing back. I think Luke Shaw's better going forward than going back. Well, he is, um, but I don't think he's better going forward than Saka. But... Go on, eh? I know, but uh, from a left back position. Anyway, uh, so also there, I have Trent and Matty Cash, and then I have James Joseph kind of come cover both wings if needed. Mm. Yeah, the Matty so Cash is. is... The Matty Cash show or Matty Cash show is fair. Winner loves a bit of Matty Cash. Oh, he's a good player, but I just don't think he's. he's not make, that, I don't think he's. he's better than what we said. Yeah, like, yeah. I think he's better than Reese James, to be honest with you. I, mean, I don't think Reese James is going to play that much. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play that much between now and the end of the season. Like at least Matty Cash, if he's fit, he plays ninety minutes a week in, we go. Same with James Justin. I don't think he starts out of Trent because I think Trent. Well, he as definitely doesn't. Bad as he's been, no, starts, he's yeah. still there, clear as their best right back. Yeah. So he's he, he will just be an option. Um, he's gone no, to the no, Congo. Back. That fella's gone to the Congo now. He hasn't actually though. He hasn't played a game for him. I know he yeah, hasn't. He yet, hasn't but officially. He, um, he probably will. Him and Mazuaki fullbacks. It's a bit dangerous now. <laughs> I like. I don't. Oh, like he just infuriates me because he could be so good. And then he just does some stupid shit that just... I'd be interested. Uh, sorry, I'd be interested in a dream back. Yeah, but like saying that as long as if you're going, he's class of whipping balls in, or his car's going forward either, like he's improved, but like... No, I mean as a, as a centre-back and tree back. Oh, like. yeah, no, he'd be... I'd nearly have him... Well, I've gone with Kyle Walker as a centre-half, but I'd nearly yeah. have him as a better one, or then Kyle Walker probably... Yeah, the reason I haven't brought Walker is just simply that he do, he hasn't been playing this season. Like, I I, I know he's already I'm... been and he's already uh, been out of squads as well in the past. Couple I brought of squads. him. I brought him purely because Harry Maguire is going to be playing centre half. Yeah, you need that pet. You need yeah, someone who is controversial. I'm not playing Maguire. Right, anyway, so guy that leads into pit. Tell me who your centre half. Uh, the centre half I'm bringing. Uh, I'm bringing yeah. Harry Maguire. He is coming. I'm bringing John Stones in this mm-hmm. incredible form he's showing. It doesn't need to be a drum roll between you can wrap. I'm bringing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you a reason. I'm, I'm uh-huh. giving uh, the mistake prone Tyron Mings and uh, the the ping master Connor Cody. Oh, Cody made it him. It's he's gonna start ahead of McGuire. 
Nah, don't worry, you'll get to my team in a minute. Don't worry. Yeah, he signed you here, do you? Um, so I've gone Walker, and then I've only brought three others because I've got fellas in the midfield they can cover if need to be. I've oh. got Maguire, Stones, and I've gone for the other Villa boy. I've gone for Ezri Conza. Okay, I've kind of gone for change it up a small bit. My thinking is you say they're going to dominate possession. So, it obviously plays the five back for if they come up against a good team. So, like a Germany or a Spain or something. So, I have, I'm going to link them out as kind of like for like. So, I've Kyle Walker as you can't uh, as the two two options I said half. I could see either one of them playing. And then I'd have Harry Moore as my middle centre half. And then probably John Stone beside him. And then I'd have James Tarkovsky as the backup. Tarkovsky didn't even enter my plans, if I'm honest. I think he's solid, especially in a team that's sitting back. Like a three back, I just think he's very good. And like, I'm looking at the options. Like, Connor Cody mm. won, but he'd only be there to take McGuire's spot. And I think McGuire's in there on Saturday. Michael Keane, just a bit shy. I'd have had Joe Gomez in the squad. Yeah, if he was fit, yeah. injured. I don't think I would. The issue that I not because he's good. He's a better version of Carl Walker. Yeah, he's pace. And Tyrone Mings. He's the pace of Cover Maguire. The problem that I have used to um, not bringing Mings, and I like, I would admit, I Conza is better than Mings, I would mm. say. But I think Mings has to go purely because he's left foot. When you play a tree back, like. You need left foot centre back. Yeah. You need left foot centre back, in my opinion. Like John Stones, if you said you're playing John Stones, like John Stones is good in the ball, but like there's gonna be times we know John Stones loves a mistake, and if they're gonna be playing out the back and he has to use his left foot more than his right foot, know what I mean? Like yeah, I kind of get what that's you're the only reason that Mings gets in for me because I do think Conda is better than him. He's shown he's better than Villa and Mings loves a mistake himself. But when you have a tree back, I think it's so important to have at least one left footer in there. Yeah, that's fair enough. I can argue that. Con- the fact that you've acknowledged Conza is the better player as well. So. Yeah. He's, um, he's strictly in there for balance. Yeah. I've only gone for the few centre-halves because I've got midfielders that can cover it. Um, so I guess I'll go start. I'll take my midfield in, in maybe two or three slots. Um, I've got three kind of three maybe four holding midfielders uh, Jordan Henderson Declan Rice I don't know if you if you count James or Prowse to hold in or more of an eight but I've got him in there and I've gone for Calvin Phillips because he can cover both positions and I think he's not a bad footballer but anyway that's the worst shout of the day but anyway go on for <laughs> <laughs> are we just listening off centre mids like the ones not with no yeah. wingers. Oh, I did it differently, yeah. I no, I did the same songs, but his are all kind of for defensive sort yeah. of options. I have other central midfield as well. They're just the defensive options. But the other two I have for kind of central options are Mount, Mason Mount and James Madison. Wow, so no Phil Foden. I do have Phil Foden, but I have as an attacker because I think he's better coming in off his left foot. Okay, 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 okay. Do you want to say yours, Winner? Yeah, for my midfield, I did it differently to Simsy. Like, I picked a base on... I only have... Okay, it's probably an hour now, but, like, I only have four midfield. Because um, I'm only going to be playing probably two of them. Yeah. Same So, here. I have uh, Phil options. Foden, 
Jordan Henderson, Mason Mount, and Declan Rice. Okay. See, the thing with that My... is... Sorry, go on, go on, go on. No, no, go on, Santino. I was just going to say, just think of that is that Phil Foden is not going to play in a tandem two with either Rice or Henderson. He's going to be up top in the, that front three. You know what I mean? I wouldn't claim there. Really. I wouldn't yeah, claim yeah, in a exactly. big game. I'd claim in a game, in a, in like a group game where you're going to play a team that you're going to dominate. But my preference would be probably Henderson and, and uh, Mason Mount in there in a majority of games. Someone who can play and then someone who can sit a bit deeper. Bear in mind you have a five-back. I'd yeah. probably go. I'd probably go Rice and Mount. So my my midfielders, whether they're DMs, eights yeah. or tens, it's yeah. Declan Rice, James Ward-Prowse, Mason Mount, Jordan Henderson, and James Madison. Yeah, I had all them. I just had the extra one of Phillips for cover. Then, if you want, I'll go on to my wingers, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Like using yeah. the two, I play wide. Yeah, I have wingers. Yeah. So well, I have. Wing? Jack Grealish, Raheem Sterling, Phil Foden, Fuck. Marcus Rashford, and this one could be a surprise to people, but I think he deserves it. I've gone Harvey Barnes as my last wing spot. That That's not even the thing that shocked me. The thing that shocked me is how the hell have I forgotten Raheem Sterling? Yeah, Raheem Sterling. You don't even have Raheem Sterling. I just no, forgot about it. Spot. I just completely forgot about it. I actually don't forgot. Be, uh, I'm not making it. I'm no, not he is. It. He is making it. He is making it. I just don't know who I'm going to take out now. Oh wow! See, I thought. I think every every pick apart from the Harvey Barnes is pretty self-explanatory. Even Marcus Rashford hasn't had the best season, but you 100 goes in there just on. He is a match winner and a game changer. Like he can, if you want a moment, the magic you, you'll get it off him. I've gone with Harvey Barnes purely because this season he's been unbelievable for Leicester. You watch him, he's got everything you want in a winger. Pace, strong, good on the ball. He's added goals to his games this season as well. Like I'd say by the end of the season, he'll definitely have double digits in goals. Uh, I think he's key to Leicester, key to how they play. And possibly with potentially if they bring this certain someone out of retirement that all of us have mm. it would be good for to have them in the squad sort of settle them in I have figured out what's happened you've put Saka as a wing back yeah I've that's why I said him, I cheated yeah I've put him as a winger so I can't take out any of my attack options they all have to go so uh, apologies to Calvin Phillips mate but you're staying in, in Yorkshire this summer uh, I'm dropping Calvin Phillips Sterling has to go I just completely forgot about him um, my wingers are Foden Saka Grealish, Sterling, and I'm going to take Rashford as well. Yeah, mine, I went with um, Rashford and Grealish, and then Bakayo Saka and Mason Greenwood. You're not bringing Greenwood on. Why is the side? <laughs> no, not, no, right. here's my thinking. <laughs> no, here's please. Thinking. Oh, I'll enlighten you. I'll show you yeah. the game properly soon. If England are in a tight game and Raheem Sterling gets one chance, like whether that be to whip a ball in or to score, I don't back him at all. If Marius Archer gets a ball, he mightn't be the most going to go finish it, but he still has a whip and a half of him. So he's there for that option. Sack, has been, Sack and Greaves have been the two best players in the Prem probably 
on form this season. And then Mason Green, if he gets a chance, will score. And he can also create. I think his form recently has been very good. He's definitely, improved. He's definitely improved uh, in the past couple of weeks. But when we're talking about oh, we're talking about levels of wingers here, like you're bringing him over as Sterling. Like Sterling's just clocked up 100 goals uh, under Pep. Yeah, no, he's a level above. I can't believe I, I forgot about him still. Green would definitely. Part of it is, like, I didn't think. Yeah. What I did think of, but like. I, I didn't think of him. Like, he was one that got the top that I didn't even realise. But. Now that I think about it, yeah, he's a bit shit. The plus side of Greenwood is that he can play many positions. Like you could try him down the middle if you're looking. I do agree, he's a good finisher, better finisher than Sterling. He's, but in terms he's of versatile, is that he comes in yeah. on that? I just don't know. Like you can't overload it with players who aren't clinical. Like Rashford isn't clinical. Saka. To be honest, you have you have clinical. more of a case. Sorry, Kobe, you have more of a case to drop Rashford for Greenwood than Sterling for Greenwood. Yeah, no, I don't understand what you mean. Like, but I think Sterling's there because of the name Sterling, and he nah. plays in a team like City where they score so much. Like, I don't think he's as clinical as people think he is. No, he's not clinical. I think everyone knows he's not clinical. He's top in merchant, but even seen in against Liverpool, like the way he won his penalty, he picked it up at like nearly the halfway line, just glided past about. Did the he actually sent three or four people like? What do you think no, about the, the Harvey Barnes show? Harvey Barnes, he's a good player. Harvey Barnes I ahead of him. You wouldn't take him? No, I wouldn't take him purely because there isn't enough numbers for him. Like, there's only a 23 man squad. Yeah, I don't really think he's going to get I a just game can't in see. I just, like, I'm yeah, I can't see but, uh, like, I'm gonna For that, I'm going to have to drop one of Madison Fold and Saka, Greedish, Rashford, Sterling. Like, I can't drop him. The, the one thing, the most annoying thing picking this team was realising that we would be absolutely smacked by England's third team never mind we were in <laughs> we early in the like I look at the other players the that I haven't good. even brought like it's actually worrying oh you'd actually yeah. kill for them like yep even Paddy the body Bamford like we're touching that scores no, no, we're trying to no, get no. Paddy Bamford is an absolute mm-hmm. shaft of mine Anyway, I've moved on from that point. For strikers, <laughs> I've brought just two strikers because like, I yeah. just put my forwards. I put wingers in midfield, but I've lost two strikers. But I have one here in brackets. So the two that I'm going to bring are Harry Kane and uh, DCL. However, I if I was Southgate, I'd be doing everything in my power to get Jamie Vardy on that plane. I think... Yeah. He's the best. He won't start over Kane, obviously, but as a backup striker, if you need a goal and you're bringing on Jamie Vardy with 15, 20 minutes to go, like that's an unbelievable sub. He's a live wire. Like, he'll just terrorise. He's Shane Long with the end product. I was just going to say, if you're chasing a game and you bring on Jamie Vardy, who's just after down in three Red Bulls five minutes ago, like there's no better player in the world you want coming off the right, bench in that Shane situation. Long, Shane Long with the end product. Shane Long with the end product. <laughs> yeah, there's no one else you want coming off the, off the bench. I have down at the moment Harry Kane and Dominic Cavalier, but I have an arrow to Jamie Verdi because I'd be on the phone to him more noon night. There's no one else you'd rather coming off the bench if you're an England manager than Jamie Verdi if you need a goal. I don't know if he'll come back. I, d- I mean, I probably doubt he will at this stage. I doubt Southgate's going to push him, considering he does have a couple of options. 
but I think he's mad not to. But at, obviously at the moment, then current playing players, I have Harry Kane and Dominic Cavalier. Don't rate Cavalier, but Pointer. still have him on the plane. Right, you see, here's where Raheem Sterling comes into my thing. Here's where he would actually get in. <laughs> because I think you've realised, you've realised now Sterling does have to go. No, no, no. Well, like, my, I have three strikers as well. So he automatically thought he'd get in ahead of one of them. Realistically. Go on. So, obviously, you have Harry Kane as one striker. This is going to need a bit of justification because people are going to eat the head off. You need Harry Kane as one striker. He's guaranteed. <laughs> it's not a good then, sign. <laughs> off the bench, right, Jamie Vardy has to come. I don't care what you say with DCL or whatever, how many informed strikers he has. Jamie Vardy offers something that no other striker in the English squad would offer, which is pacing behind like a real counter-attacking threat and a good finisher. Like that, if he got a chance to go, yeah, he's scoring definitely. My third option, who, okay, Raheem is going to end up coming in for probably, but was Callum Wilson. Oh, give it know. a rest. <laughs> Callum nah, Wilson. He's, he's offered something different to the rest of him. He's a good holding player like him, but he's a bit of pace like Brady. He can play the channels as well. He's a bit of an everything. Like He's a bit of a, you need an extra strike to choke him on, and he can, he can go wherever kind of thing. I think he's a better option than DCL. He's an absolute dunk. DCL is just a bad version of Harry Kane. So taking off Kane with DCL as a tactile switch makes no sense because it's basically like just putting on a worse version of the same player. Uh, Antonio is actually in my thoughts for a bit. That's just definitely a different option. That, if you, yeah, if you're going option. for a different option, he is your he's your perfect player because it was between all he's going to do is run in behind all the ball up. Yeah, Watkins, like I could see being a different Watkins. option as well. Like, Ings is the same. For not, me, as a striker, there's no point bringing two of the same strikers. That's why Danny Ings didn't get in over Harry Kane. Because they're the same. Like, bringing one of them on doesn't change the game. Whereas I think bringing on a variety or a Wales and change the game. That's what's so important in 23-man squad, though. You're going to have your dead cert, uh, dead cert starting him, whatever, near enough. But mm. the whole point of the bench is someone that, in your position, offers something different. Yeah, and that exactly. can change the game. There's no point bringing the yeah. same people. Like, which is why, especially in a tournament like this, it's going to be like certain people playing games. So, like you said, if you sack in the squad and you're playing, I don't know, I can't even think of the shy teams in the US titles. If you're playing Scotland or something, but Saka might be your left back. Yeah. I think they do play Scotland. Saka might be your left back that day. Then, if you get France in the next round, I think it's Luke Shaw. Uh, or even Justin, maybe like you know that kind of way. Squad, uh, yeah, squad rotation is going to be so important for them this summer. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, isn't every tournament, but this year they can actually, they can actually, they can do, do it. it. Like, they can afford to do it and them. keep up the performances. Yeah, like say, okay, he's going to have a headache because there's definitely going to be times where he plays. He's going to play his proper whatever he thinks is near his best team, and he'll play the second team, and they come out and they could blow. They could just smash a team, like yeah. rip them apart five six nil, and then you'd be like, "Okay, but what's going on?" I think, I think that never be able to bottle though. Like, I think that's the thing yeah, with England I mean. is that their second, be enjoyable, like. their first team is gonna kind of win two nil or two one. Their second team, I could see winning four five one, four five two. Like, they like the held you up on their second team. I'm saying if you if you've got his starting eleven that he brings. Yeah, or that he plays. Then he's got what twelve more people on the plane with him. 
that are going to be like you look at the talent that's going to be there that could, that's going to go out and get your goals like their second team could go out and put on a show so so easily the difference is how the first team is way more it's like defend the game yeah, priority. Yeah. Like, like it's the hand well, no, the no, rice the end yeah, counter yeah. counter whereas the second team would just be more it. expansive I think Grealish starts probably with Rashford and Kane like I think Grealish is enough to start I can't see him not starting Grealish definitely oh, I, I think Grealish has to start on that left wing may as well when you're talking about starting position we may as well go on go to what we have 11. what we have for our starting 11 Keeper. I've gone Pickford. I've gone Pickford. Well, I've gone. I've gone Pope. So he's just gone all, all across the board. I'll give the reasoning for Pickford. Well, I've already said it earlier. Yeah. No. I, you hate England. Respect. Same. I'm not. I'm not saying Pickford's good. I don't think Pickford is good. Like he got. He even dropped for Robin Olsen. Like that shows the level of him. Actually, I didn't trust him. But when it comes to an England shirt, he hasn't put a foot wrong. He's the best keeper out of those three with the ball at his feet, which is important to them. And there's no reason for Southgate to drop him off what he's done for them. So I'm going to go with Pickford. Well, I didn't know I, we were picking the worst 11. I brought Rams out of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to make my point for Nick Pope and listen to Heiner by Henderson. But I know it's our own 11, but like, is there even a point? Like Pickford is going to start. There's no two ways about it. He will be starting for England in the Euros. Like, he's nearly the only nailed on position with, say, Harry Kane and one, two others that he will start every game. Nah, yeah. I want, uh, I don't really want Handel to play because, like, England keeper just guaranteed howler in the Euros. In big time. <laughs> yeah, like in a tournament. Yeah. So, like, that's his poor job's career. Oh, we kind of need him at United. So, I'm more than happy for Pickford to play. <laughs> Pickford will yeah. play. He will have like there's no two ways about that. Uh right wing back. Obviously we're going to five, two, three, sort of that they play. This is a standard. Uh right back is Trent. Full so house. Yeah. 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 Full house and Trent. Uh no questions asked. Centre halves. I think we've all said Maguire and Stones. Am I right? No, that donkey over there said didn't pick him yet. Both of those aren't in mine. Oh yeah. Both of those aren't in my stars. Who do you have? Phil. Go on. Right, so I'm oh, going to go. As my left centre-back, I'm going Mingsy. Mm. My central centre-back, where I think he is, this is his best position and where he will play for, for a big team. I'm going Declan Rice as my central centre-back. <laughs> and I'm going James Justin as my right centre-back. My God. Right. Oh, you'd have a field day. <laughs> um, I'll run you through this thought process. I don't know if I want to hear it. To be honest, I brought in Mings. You know my reason for Mings: good balance with the left foot. Yeah. He's been solid this year. He does have a mistake in him, but but look past that. Has been good this year. Declan Rice, not centre half. He is a centre half. His best position is one hundred percent centre half. half. It's one hundred percent. I watch him every okay, week. Okay, can I explain this? He's going to cut me off. Declan Rice playing centre back. Great passer, so he can pick a pass from there. My problem with him in midfield is he's too slow on the ball. That's my issue. Not that he's bad on the ball. He's too slow. He turns a bit slow. With him, centre centre back, he has the whole pitch. He can just see everything and he can definitely spray a few passes. He could definitely get one of the pacey wingers in behind from a big diag. So I like him there. And 
I just I don't think he's good enough for midfield to be honest. So I'm gonna put him in my centre centre back. And then as my right centre back, I've gone with James Justin. He's played there for Leicester uh, during the season. I just think he's rock solid. It's not real mistakes in him. He's got pace, good pace for the cover. He's literally gonna do the Carl Walker job. But I just think he'll do it better. Better on the ball than Walker. He's less mistakes than Carl Walker. So uh, I've gone for Justin. Agree on the Declan Rice, to be fair. As in, I think he is who's throwing the ball. I'm not sure if he'll play. I wouldn't, not sure if the European Championships is a place to try him there, but. Yeah, I'm well, to be fair. You like, think that won't play there? That'd be like us winning the Euros for me. Him having just him cost? Yeah, no, definitely. Off his big fat nose, straight into his own goal, like England out of the Euros. Like, I'd be down the pub celebrating that. And to me, Declan Rice is a central centre back in the back three makes the most sense to me. I don't know how that doesn't make sense. No, for me it doesn't because I've seen him play there multiple times, and he's nowhere near as good as in midfield. He's in there. He's he's actually when he was young and he was he played there this he season. He's, he's played there this season. Playing yeah, against Everton for West Ham, two completely different teams. Like we're talking yeah, about like good that, teams. Yeah, no, because we're talking about this is going to be an England team that against these small teams and dominate the ball. No, I. I just like even let's come back to our point if you're looking for a back to the ball, yeah, like got the ball nicked off him numerous times once for the, for the goal, and it wasn't even nicked no, off. He gave away multiple times. That's what I'm saying. We've already talked about Svet. If you're if you want backs to the walls defenders, right? Rice probably isn't your man, but I think if you want solid pieces of defending just to sweep up, I think he is the man, yeah, and, and with his range of passing. Ball. Yeah, exactly. Playing from foot, like he, he can start attack from back there. I think we yeah. just, well, I think no, if he plays I, I there, I went to big team. Chance, to be fair, I think if he went with a big team, if he moves to a big team, he definitely plays centre back. I think he's gonna flourish there. If he did play in the years, I think he'd flourish there. James Justin say what's not much wrong with that really is there? I've gone Kyle Walker McGuire. Yeah, well, like that's what I'm saying. Like he's basically doing the same thing. I'm just dealing with a different different right back. I think is actually better than them. So. Well, I don't have Justin in there because I actually have my left back. Yeah, well, that's I've start, I've, I've, I've between Justin and Shaw. This is in terms of your best 11. You're not going to play Saka there against France's and Portugal's and all them. I would, 100%. I just I don't think you'd do that against their attacking prowess. Mbappe is a washer, so uh, Neymar is for Brazil, so I don't know how he's in the Euros. <laughs> so, uh... Fucking Griezmann. <laughs> Griezmann? <laughs> What's Griezmann going to do? He's a washer. Nah. Um, I've gone in Justin a because he's defense, so defensively solid. Uh, and he's, again, hasn't put a foot wrong this season. Um, I think he's unlucky they have so many fullbacks, at the, well, especially right backs, not so much left backs at the moment, um, that he he'd be there nearly any other nas- for any other national team but I've gone for him left back anyway so what's your centre-backs then? Walker McGuire-Stones Walker McGuire and Hoyne you're the same Walker McGuire-Stones I'd probably go with Conta instead of Walker I think you need the pace you, you need s- pace. he doesn't have the pace to cope with he's not called Walker with... pace he's not yeah, called Walker yeah, pace anyway. he's not called Walker pace but he's on slow uh, one of the issues, the issues I have with your team, though, like, well, especially scientists, if you're going to play James Justin left back, which is a fair pick, and have Stones, that's now two people that are about yeah, right no, foot yeah. on yeah. the left side, which is going to kill attacks because you know if his left's mm-hmm. not going to be cutting inside and having to give it, it's going to. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I'm going to say. But the James I think, Justin, I think I'd say he's just necessary, though. I'd say Justin's nearly two footed. 
watch him this season. Like, he, he's nearly as good as lefty as his right. From seeing him yeah, playing in the all season. I know it's not. Oh, so like, I don't think anyone's natural at it. Like, yeah. 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 It, he's not like a much as good player. Like, yeah. Like, it's very hard to be a natural, especially in, a, like a, in the back line. It's hard for it to be natural off your left foot, like if you're actually right foot. Yeah, and realistically, I think the most important position to have a suited foot is fullbacks. If like, just, yeah, like, I agree. Make it, it's yeah, so for the most You see him with Trent when the ball comes back to me, he's on the run, just bang, just whipping one fire post. Mm-hmm. Like, if the ass like chopping inside, not kills attacks, not. You know, I, think with... I think my team is just destroying here, to be honest. I... Heiner, who have you gone with left back? I'd be happy, happy to continue. I'm happy <laughs> to lose to every single game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, if you can go into the, go into the Euros with that defense, I'll with be happy. my team and lose every single game, I would like I'd celebrate. <laughs> uh, I'd go with. It's a tough one, but I'd probably go Henderson and Mount. That's nothing against Phil Foden. Because I don't think he's good enough for like a central mid, but I think Mount would be better at that job. But I go Henderson and Mason Mount in that role there. So I team with Phil. I am the exact same. I've gone Hendo Mount. I'm Deccan Royce and Jordan Henderson for a big game. Oh, really shit. harsh on Mount, but Snooze ball over there. I know it is, but that's how they're like it's the West Ham way, man. They're playing <laughs> a big team. If I had to pick, if I had to drop one of Royce or Hendo, I'd be dropping Hendo. Oh, Hendo's just keeps the same attack so well, I think. He's um, about to be the Hendo just that. gets a lot of, like, unjust stick, to be fair. like I don't think he gets it anymore. He did used to get a lot more than I he see does. He's, he's, he's a good footballer. He offers a lot, I think. like He's just not a... He, very, he's a very good leader, which is important because even in the team that I've named, it's incredibly young and not many leaders there and not many senior players. So he's going to have to play for that reason. In a mad way, last season, he was nearly overhyped and people realised he was overhyped. And then I think this season, he's probably got the recognition he's deserved. Yeah, for how exactly. bad Liverpool have been because he's missed so much in midfield. I know alongside Fabinho, but like I think it's kind of highlighted how important he has been to that Liverpool team. Yeah. Um Front three. Front three. I, I've gone Grealish on the left. I've gone Kane up top. I I know you still probably have Rashford. I've just gone a bit bold and I've said Phil Foden. I just really rate him that highly. I just I actually can't get over how good that fella is. I've gone Phil Foden on the right, Grealish on the left, Kane up top. I've gone... Grief on the left, Harry Kane in the middle, and I have also gone Phil Foden off the right. My only issue with those two being the wingers is that it's not a lot of just like powerful speed. Like yeah, Phil they're, Foden is they're quick, real ball, is they're quick, ball but they're ball. Players, yeah, they need yeah. the ball at their feet. You're not going to get yeah. one busting a good back pass. And, that, sort of and that is the problem as well as that Kane is up top, so there is no. There's none of that, which brings the argument back to get Jamie Vardy on the plane because you need someone like that. And Jamie Vardy is the best player. 
that they have. For Jack Grealish and Harry Kane are dead suits. Yeah, it's either yeah. Phil Foden or Brock or Raheem Sterling for me. Like one of those Sterling two. Or, so I keep forgetting Sterling because I've written down here now since I brought him in. Sterling or Foden for me. I just edge of Foden purely based on how good he is on the ball and stuff like that, and you can just go past people. Hoiner. I reckon it's different because I play Harry Kane similar to how Jose plays. I wouldn't play. I play him really behind the two in a weird way. Yeah. Um, so purely based on that, like Jack Reed just has to be in the team, so he's there. But I'd have Rashford because yeah. I think. Oh, I can see that. Like, yeah, the pace. With the pace in mind, like he gives them that pace that you can play it up. Like I think with Grealish, Foden, and Kane, like you have three of the best players in the ball. Like in the world there, but I just don't see that. Like, if you need to get behind the defense, like if you come up, I'm thinking who, like Jeremy, I don't, can't think of anyone they have that's extremely quick in the back line. So I'd have Rashford there just expel some a team like that. Yeah, I can see the argument for the pace. I the England pace that. going for yeah, the England pace is a huge thing, especially with the way they play. So I feel like Jack Reeves probably wouldn't work. It wouldn't. I'm just thinking in but my head. That's what I want to watch. Team, yeah, that's yeah, what I want to watch. I want to watch. I'm having those two together. Like yeah. the link up would just be outrageous. Oh, like Foden on the weekend and all. It's just it's actually a joy to watch players like that. Like, hang it so, all so anyway, what? the only thing I want to see from England Euro is a packed Irish pub singing Dakos in the rack. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Where do you think? Where do you think they're finishing? I'm saying semi-final, but I could see them getting to the final. Oina. Uh, I'm not sure how it works, but like round 16, quarter finals, like I'm not sure the exact structure. I can't see them going far at all. I think they're going to be, oh, like they have a lot of very good players. I don't think they know the best squad. I think they'll have the wrong team at the wrong time. And I think they'll lose to just the team who might be better. That would just be better set up. Be more like structured around their starting eleven, etc. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Heiner. I can see them bombing out of the quarters or something. Very talented group of players with an awful manager who doesn't know his best team. <laughs> He's awful. He's truly awful. It is a recipe for disaster. And you know, when England come into major tournaments with big pressure, uh, big pressure, sorry, you know, uh, reputation you know that never that never ends well. <laughs> They yeah, are like the way, jobs. The way they managed to say there's no hype on us, but this is the best thing we've had in years is something to admire, to be fair. The fact is they, they just they can't help the fact of being of hyping themselves up as the best team in the competition. Like every single year they say no, they do it and they just manage to do it like I'm convinced all them Brits think they're gonna win the Euros. Yeah, they definitely do. And as well, you have to remember, even like we're thinking as well. Well, I don't, I'm thinking like with my 23 man squad, I'd be very confident. But you have to bear in mind that all of them aren't going. Like, you know, Eric Dyer is going. You know, all yeah. these just yeah. pretenders yeah. are going. Like, these awful players that will start as well, which yeah. even hampers them more. And then when you think about Portugal, the team that they're going to be putting together, France, world champions, uh, Germany's are always going to be tough. Spain, Spain are very are well rebuilt. set up. They're yeah, very Spain well set up now. Spain are an example of what Heiner said and that they're not necessarily a great team considering what we've seen Spain teams in the past, but they're set up and drilled so well. Like their internationals just gone in autumn. They were excellent, like as a team. Also as well, you have Holland. 
when Van Dijk yeah. comes back, they're going to be a yeah. force. They I think people don't, like, I think our perception all the other national teams will be completely different. Like, if you watch the league a week in, week out, if you get yeah. me, like, like it, it helps that we watch the Premier League week in, week out, and for all the English pundits go, oh, we definitely have the best team in, yeah. in the world. Like, do you know what I mean? Because you're watching the players week in, week out, go, oh, he's a very good player. And then it's why you come to tournaments and you see players just burst on the scene because they're not being watched everywhere else. Often, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. That could be a topic for another day. Who would be the standout player of the tournament? A few wildcard shouts. Actually, speaking of wildcards, forgot to, to talk about our wildcard pick. Uh, someone who we could potentially see making it. Or else someone that we think could be a good wildcard pick in terms of a bit of a mad option. Heiner, uh, I've got a, I've got an idea who you're going to go with here, but go on. Yeah, I didn't know where I, I went with someone who people wouldn't think would be in contention, but it puts together a good, good run of form. He could uh, enter into the phrase like a versatile option. So I went with uh, probably the best player since to play in English shirt since uh, Jeff Hurst or something, Bobby Charlton, probably uh, Jesse Lingard. Yeah. What is it? What is All it? depends on if West Ham keep it up and if he can play well. Yeah. I could no, I could full on see him going. Like it's Lingard. He's just he's far obviously the past two years or so, he's been a staple player in that. Yeah, that like about him as well. you have to bear in mind. He performs that. on big days. Yeah. He had a good World Cup, to be fair to me. Yeah, really he did, World he had a very good World Cup. So like he performs on the big stage, for they, they he's not, always like when yeah. we've had big games, he's performed. He's yeah, been there he's before. The, Cup final. the winning goal in the Cup game. final. Yeah. yeah. He's he's been there before. He can be trusted. So, who have you gone for? Uh, I've not gone for as much of a show as like Lingard's been in England teams before, and I've gone for just more of a wildcard one in terms of I think he's a great player. Uh, I've gone for a Bereze of Crystal Palace. I just think he's a class player. Doesn't get the recognition that a player of his quality probably deserves. Again, like he won't make this thing inside probably realistically. Um. But he'd be in terms of like a different show or a wildcard show. That's what a wildcard is. That's what I'd go for. I think he's a quality player. Oh, I'm going to go for a fella that you have in your squad, but just make mine. I'm going to go for Konza. Just think this season, he's been rock solid. You've seen Villa, the performance they're putting in. You can actually really have a case for any of that back four, like Matt Target or Mandy Cash. Mm-hmm. Like they've all been very solid. I've just gone with the Mings that I've already told you so I've gone with Mings but Konza is definitely yeah. tough to miss out and if he keeps his form he definitely could go like Another, if injuries happened and stuff just as you talk about the Villa team one that hasn't really been mentioned is if Ross Barkley can kick up some form in the second half of this season you never know yeah you don't know you never know considering he has that fancied as well like yeah, and in, okay, does like him in that kind of position, it's only really the ones we talked about are Mount and James O'Browse for that kind of eight role. Could be, could be on the plane. I mean, you never know. Like, it's Southgate, so you know, like you said, Eric Dyer and all these fellas are going to be on the plane that we didn't even think of. No, we thought and we just ignored them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a better way to, yeah. to put it. On that note, on the end of our England squad for the Euros this summer. We're going to wrap up this week's episode. 
thanks for tuning in. Thanks for giving us the questions for us on Monday. Again, we're going to have questions up next Monday for what you'll want to hear from us on next week. I'm glad to see that the United West Ham game went under the radar. And I think I'll leave it that way. So on that note, yeah. talk to us. That goes in the raw. <laughs> Angry to his uh, that? No, I knew that. Yeah, we'll save that for the summer. Slow yeah. lads. Slow lads.